Nicely done, beef. No matter how you're cooked. Grilled, sautéed, stir-fried, roasted, or stewed. Your savory sounds are music to everyone's ears. Yeah, now that's a dinner playlist. Good cooking at Beef. It's what's for dinner.com. Funded by Beef Farmers and Ranchers. Well, welcome to Sunday Coffee. A little overcast morning this morning here in Starkville. Mississippi State winning yesterday 55 to 10 over Tennessee State. Final non conference game of the year. Well, the dogs now with seven wins, seven and four overall. And so, Charlie, we turn our attention now to Ole Miss, or do we want to talk about the game yesterday? Well, first off, you look a little – you're dragging a little bit this morning. Man, you, know, I, you were coming in late. I have not been to sleep yet. Fumbling with stuff. Have not been to sleep yet. I put my Saints shirt on this morning. The Saints play later today against Philadelphia. Well, we got to broadcast basketball at 2 o'clock. I need a nap before basketball. Oh, what? We had an afternoon game. What was going on down in Nanoway last night? Man – I spent all night last night reading the Auburn and Florida message boards all (laughs) night. And let me tell you this, Charlie. If you are a counselor for people who are ready to jump off the cliff, you could just go onto one of those message boards right now and say, here's my number, here's my card, give me a call. And it's be like fishing with dynamite. I'm telling you, those folks are going crazy right now. There's a little bit of a warped sense of reality and entitlement buried in all that in there. I I think so. Because – the truth be told, if you took the name off the jerseys, Florida's not a very talented football team. Auburn's not overly talented, particularly when you've got to go to a backup quarterback. Yeah, that's that was their deal. They went to the backup quarterback last night. But, you know, Finley's the guy that led them in that comeback win over Georgia State early in the year. That, that's the thing that about all of that, Charlie, is what's crazy to me, is you start thinking about how in the world did Auburn beat Arkansas? How in the world did – did Auburn beat Ole Miss? And then you start looking at that from all different angles, okay? There's a little bit of an NFL quality to this league in the sense that, look, Georgia's good. They are. There aren't many teams who can beat Georgia. There's a handful. Even when Georgia plays bad, they play good. And there's at least one team at the bottom of the league who's just wretched. Just the constant. And then the gap, though, in the middle is not, you know, somebody's going to have to be sixth in the east or the west, and somebody's going to have to be third. The gap is not that big. No, it's not. And, man, I tell you what, that's the thing is how in the world – I know Florida's not very talented. As you said, you take the name off the jersey. But how do you lose against Missouri? I mean, that was a pillow fight yesterday. And I, I could not I could not take my eyes away from it. I mean, it was the ultimate pillow fight. Uh, Peter Burns had the great tweet on that last night. What was it that it looked like uh, two golfers going to a playoff and they both after shot, they both shot 83? Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's uh, – yeah, and I enjoyed your uh, tweet about the M, by the way. Man, let me tell you this, and I'm not knocking. The, evidently, there's like a tradition where you paint rocks in the end zone. I promise you, it looks like you're driving down I-20 and you get to the Morton exit. And some guy sent me a tweet says, I can't believe you're trashing on their tradition. This is low class, and that's okay. I, I mean, I, I'm not going to engage on Twitter like a lot of people do. But I, I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm not making a knock at it. I'm just drawing comparison. Maybe maybe that's a great thing to be compared to yeah, to Morton, to the landscape of Morton. What I mean, Deuce McAllister, was he from Morton? Deuce McAllister was from Morton. Michael Davis, running back. Yeah, it's a couple of good running backs from Morton then. Yep, yep. My mom is from Morton. 
And that's why so yeah, you hold it in high esteem. I hold it in high esteem. Uh, somebody else made the statement of, you know, when you're driving through Morton, it's the smell. And my grandfather used to say, you know what that smell is? Money. Money. Yeah. Those chickens. <laughs> you know, the, boy, we, last time we expanded the league, we brought some strange traditions in. Yeah, we, we did. We brought in Texas A&M and I don't have time for all their issues. They hug a lot. Painting rocks. But in any event, that was, how about that? Basilek just kind of threw one up, didn't he? On that two-point conversion. Hey, it takes some guts to call that. But, hey, you know, we were talking about, it, you know, with the new overtime rules. Might as well. Might as well go for it. If you've got the ball second in overtime and somebody scores a touchdown, you go. might as well because sooner or later you're about to have to do that anyway. Yeah, get it over with. Yeah. And you've just scored, so you've got a little momentum and all those things. I thought Eli Drinkwitz in the post game, and we'll get to Mississippi State in a second, but I thought Eli Drinkwitz, you know, kind of the whole Star Wars joke thing that he made, if you'll remember, so after the Missouri game last year, Dan Mullen came to the press conference in a Darth Vader costume. But it was after Halloween. Well, it's strange on any day, but I'll give him that. Right. And Drinkwitz tried to make some joke with a lightsaber and may the force be with you and all that. But he's 11 and 10 all time as a coach. You really want to be, you know, kicking somebody else when they're down? I wish we played the East this year. Oh, my gosh. Could you imagine? Well, okay. You say that, but okay, we we would still have lost to Memphis a non conference game, which you know is still to me just unbelievable, mind boggling. If you got Florida schedule, all right, we still lost to LSU. And so, okay, there's two of your losses. You would have probably lost to Georgia because Georgia is elite, especially with their defense. But so you probably pick up one game. You know, we're probably sitting here eight and three instead of seven and four. I mean, if you want to be honest about yeah, the Yeah, I think season. that's probably right. If you're played in the East right now. But, but that's better than Florida did. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So <sighs> That's still so crazy. Hey, yesterday we won 55-10, to 10, and we were in here on um, on Friday. And by the way, this is Sunday Coffee. Sunday Coffee in the Farm Bureau Studios in downtown Startville. And it is a kind of a quiet morning this morning and just kind of the calm, calm before the storm. The calm right? before the storm this, this coming week. And had a uh, had an okay crowd yesterday. wasn't great. Kind of what you thought it would be on an eleven o'clock game, non conference Tennessee State last game. Hey, but I, I'm not sh- throwing shots at Tennessee State at all. You know what you saw yesterday out of Tennessee State? You saw an FCS team that's an average FCS team that's kind of been popped with injuries, and that's what you saw yesterday. They're not a they're not a wretched team. I was walking by somebody in the press box. They said, "Have you ever seen a worse team come in here?" And I was like, "Well." Yeah, I have because I will give Eddie George and his team a little bit of slack because they did have some injuries coming into that game. Well, and the other thing I would add to that, I, that team wasn't poorly coached. No. They just weren't very good. And you can't – this is year one. You can't fix that in a year. You can destroy it pretty fast, witness some other teams we've talked about, but it's tough to improve talent in a hurry. It's just going to take some time. So you look at the stats from yesterday – and, you know, Charlie, we did what we wanted to do. We we came out. We said we needed to not sleepwalk through the first quarter. And we didn't. We did not at all. We played. We played. what We did what we were supposed to do. Yesterday, you know, you got some boxes to check, and we checked boxes. Now, we'll get to our numbers in just a moment. And, I mean, I've got a bone to pick with some guys because I missed on two of them. <laughs> but – Anyway, we're in the Farm Bureau studios. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. Check them out at favorites.com. Farm Bureau, they have agents in every county in the state of Mississippi. You need to use Farm Bureau if you're not. Just that simple. This is not an ad read in, at all. This is just straight from the heart, Bart. And I'm just telling you, 
without doubt, the best service of any insurance carrier in the state of Mississippi is Farm Bureau. So go with the home team. Stop by and got my Strange Brew coffee this morning, blueberry cobbler flavored coffee this morning. Charlie's got his straight black coffee just like a pawnbroker's heart. Yes, and I'd have something to remind people of or perhaps to inform them. If you go into Strange Brew, they've got mugs, they've got T-shirts, they've got coffee that you can buy and take home with you. You can also order that online. They've got a website, strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. You can go in there. If you want something for Christmas, still got plenty of time, but get it in by the 18th. Don't be me. You know when I start my Christmas shopping, right? The afternoon of the 24th. <laughs> I, I'm a panic buyer. Well, this is not going to be the year with the logistics no, crisis going I'm, on. I've, even I'm going to plan ahead, but strangebrewcoffeehouse.com is where you can find them on the Internet. And, you know, I'm kind of working on management over there. I am betting by about this time next week, actually by Friday. Are we going to have Friday coffee or Sunday coffee? It just depends on how late I uh, get up on Friday. Yeah, so we'll have coffee. And whenever we do, I'm, I'm working on management, see if we can't come up with a discount code or something like that. So stay tuned for that. But I won't be drinking Strange Brew next week. I'll be drinking a Bahamian. Oh, that's right. You're traveling with men's basketball. Well, see, you need to go by and get you some Strange Brew to go. I don't trust the coffee makers down there. Well, that's probably fair. So, do you drink the water in the Bahamas? Yeah, yeah, you're fine there. It's not like Mexico? No, you're all good. Okay. And I'm not throwing discs to the, our friends in Mexico, so don't come after me, okay? I watch too many shows of Narcos. No, even they tell you don't drink the water. Okay. All right, so, Charlie, Strange Brew, three locations. Two here in Starkville, one in Tupelo. Charlie, looking at the numbers yesterday, Will Rogers just continues to go crazy with his numbers. And, you know, we had the ball. We had 30 first down plays yesterday. We ran the ball five times. We threw it 25. We completed 19 of 25 on first down. 13 yards per pass play on first down. And so we only had three third downs the entire first half, and we were three for three. And so we did exactly yesterday what you need to do. It's what you wanted, right? Just get in, get out. Nobody gets hurt. Nobody gets called for targeting. You had your calculator out. Were you debating whether I was right or not? Well, I don't trust your math that that's what you're getting at. Okay. All right. But, no, I was actually just trying to look up another number. We'll get to that in a minute. But, yeah, I, here's here's my take on yesterday because I can sum it up pretty quick. I was bored early. Um, our quarterback was good. Our receivers were good. Austin Williams. So, my man Austin, I love Austin Williams. But you kind of got the feeling that that was one of those you go to your roommate and you say, I'm getting mine. Throw, throw me the ball. Today's a stat pattern. Yeah, you know, what's the old uh, Keyshawn Johnson, you know? What was his book? Throw me the ball, damn it, or something like throw that. Throw me the damn ball. Throw me the damn ball. Yeah, that's um, – you, you kind of wonder if that was going on yesterday. But, look, Austin, Austin's been efficient. But the other thing you saw in the receiving core, Malik Heath, right? What have you been looking for? A guy to be able to have a big play. And Malik's one of those guys, you want him to be in the right mental frame of mind going into the Ole Miss game. I don't even know what really to say about it. What's the old – I was looking for the Stephen A. Smith uh, audio clip of I don't care. Yeah, we did – okay, this is – hey, we did what we were supposed to do yesterday. I don't think anybody understands or wants to hear anything different. We did what we were supposed to do. Makai Polk had nine catches. And this is not to take away anything from what our guys did yesterday. But let's look at our numbers from Friday. My first number was 200, and that's the maximum amount of yards that I wanted to see Tennessee State get in the game. And once again, going back to these numbers, this is not numbers we thought it was going to take to win. 
These were just these were just numbers we wanted to see. And I've got a bone to pick with our third string defense yesterday because we allowed Tennessee State to get to 205 yards. You made me miss my number by five because we couldn't make a tackle late in the game yesterday. And so I don't know who it was out there, but I'm mad at you <laughs> because you, you made me you made me miss my number. I wanted 200 yards or less. They had 205. My second number I missed poorly, badly, terribly. I said we needed four turnovers. I wanted to see four turnovers. And my thought process there was, Charlie, sometimes when you're better than the other team, you play looser, and you know that they're going to be sped up like they have never been sped up before, especially with Shiel Garnett, the starting quarterback. That was probably as fast of a game as he is going to play. Then Davion Bryant laid. And you think, okay, they're going to throw some things up for you. We dropped some interceptions yesterday. We only got one turnover in the game, and that was it, and that was a fumble. And so I missed on that one. So I've missed on my first two, one because a third-string safety can't make a tackle or a linebacker, whatever. That's okay. I think I should win that one. And my third number was three, the number of the quarter, which we will see the last of Will Rogers. I hit that one. I said I didn't want to see Will Rogers in the fourth quarter. The third quarter was the last quarter I want to see him play, and that was the last quarter he played yesterday, and that was the third quarter. And that was my numbers that we talked about on the Friday Deep Dig by Trax Plus, the Trax Plus Deep Dig. Trax Plus, they have four locations Three in the state of Mississippi, one in Hickory, one in Columbus, Starkville, slash in between the two. Summit, Mississippi, down in Pike County, southwest Mississippi, and Alexandria, Louisiana. All that great – I need a bulldozer. I, I know that's off off topic right there. I need a bulldozer, Charlie. I need to move some dirt. I need to clear some trees. And I really don't want to do it with a mulcher because I, I want to move the stumps and everything. You're looking at me like I'm a, a cow looking in a new gate. You might as well be speaking in French right now. Once you start going through the equipment, I don't know the difference, but at least we know some people who do. Yes, we do. Tracks Plus, Daniel Bounds in Columbus, Fred Fulton over there as well, Ken Crosby in Hickory, Gresh Howell down in Summit, and Hoop Williams in Alexandria, Louisiana. So those were my three numbers, 200 yards or less. Missed that one by five. Four turnovers, missed that one terribly. And then three, the last quarter, I wanted to see Will Rogers. And so, Charlie, I was one for three officially, technically, but I'm going to go, I'll say, two for three yesterday. What about your numbers? Oh, I rolled a straight yesterday, Bart. The first thing I said was I wanted Will Rogers to be in the threes in passing. 300 was my first number. I didn't want him to get to 400. And I barely got there at 391. And you say, why do you not want your quarterback throwing for over 400? Because I wanted a scoring, getting off the field, getting him off the field and being done. And I wanted to see some other guys. I wanted to see Chance Lovertich have a chance to play. All that happened, 391, so I hit my first number. Full disclosure, late in the third quarter yesterday, when I realized we were not going to get four turnovers, I was hoping Will Rogers would get over 400. That way you would miss one. He was one drop pass away. One drop pass away from the 400. Yep, but we got there. The second one was I wanted two first-quarter touchdowns. You know, Neil Price said on the pregame show yesterday he wanted 21 points, so we got our two there. In fact, we got three. We were efficient offensively early. And then last, I wanted at least one field goal made. We got two, and I like the fact, candidly, that we kicked that field goal at the end. For me, the score didn't matter, but there were some circles in these United States and islands throughout the Caribbean where people were keeping an eye on the scoreboard, so that field goal 
proved to be big. I didn't know. So uh, that tells you what I know about the uh, about that world. We were a forty-four point favorite in the old days. They never put a line on FBS FCS games or Division One against a Division One AA. So I guess that's a new thing. And so we, what were we a forty-four point favorite? We end up winning by forty-five because we kicked the field goal. It depends. In some places it was forty-two, some forty-four. All depends on when you got in on the action. I am not a gambling person, but if I were, I would never, ever touch a line that big. No, you saw Georgia yesterday, and I was, uh, that kind of intrigued me. I think Georgia was like a 52-point favorite or a 56-point favorite, and, and they, they missed because they were playing Charleston Southern. Now, and you're that, dealing with walk-ons. It, it, the problem is it's like basketball. If you make a line three or four, you know that's a game that's going to be competed down to the end. Have I ever told you my basketball story about why I never bet? And that's no. the reason I said I would never bet is because we were in Baton Rouge one year, and we were ahead – or, excuse me, LSU was ahead by 15 points, and the line was 13. And LSU's at the line with like eight seconds to go in the game, all right? 15-point lead, the line is 13. They miss both free throws. We get the rebound. We come down, and we bank in a three. Tyson Cunningham, like, banked in a three at the buzzer. And LSU won by 12, and the money flipped on that shot. And I said, let me tell you this. Even after I get out of athletics, and I, and I could do it, I would never want my money tied up on a, on a guy banking in the three at the end to cost me my money. That's why I was like, I'll never do that. Well, and particularly when you get out even those bigger lines, the guy banking it in was a backup on his 1A high school. Yeah. Right? I mean, you're, you're just talking about – Guys you've never heard of that do something crazy that flip the score. So. It's like our good friend Baxter Price. You know, if BP had come in there and popped that three, you know, and you're like, man, somebody lost a bunch of money on Baxter's three. You know what I'm saying? Shout right. out to Baxter. Shout he out didn't to know Baxter. he was going to get kneecapped this morning. I'm not kneecapping Baxter. Baxter's a good dude. He's one of my friends. He worked in the Bulldog Club offices with us. I hate to be your enemy. So, alas, that's our numbers. That'll teach you right there. <laughs> yes, be careful with what you say to me. Yeah, apparently. So, that will give us our look at our three numbers. And, I mean, what what else do you say? You just did what you had to do. You moved on. People didn't get hurt. And now it's um, it's basically a virtual Monday. Our coaches got – and we, we kind of no, knocked – a virtual Tuesday, right? This is a – what is it? Yeah. No. No, it's, it's a virtual Monday, Monday it's now. It's a virtual Monday now. Tomorrow will be a Tuesday. No, it's a Tuesday. Yeah, so it's Tuesday now. Let's get that straight. We're two days closer to the game than we would have been. Yes, and our guys got a chance. Our coaches got a chance last night to, to get a good head start on Thursday. Charlie, I won't be here on Thursday. I won't be here during the week. Well, I think we're leaving on Tuesday going down to uh, to Baja Mar. Hey, it's going to be a good basketball tournament. We're playing Louisville on Thursday night, and then we're playing Maryland-Richmond on Saturday. And so you'll have the pregame show. And I'll help you with a pregame show if I can. If I can find a phone line, I'll try to my best to help you. I've done that before. You know, this is not my first rodeo of missing the Egg Bowl. Excuse me. I apologize. I need a thrashing yes. with a wet noodle right now. I apologize for saying the term Egg Bowl because I just don't do that. I'm a battle of the golden egg guy, and here's the reason why. Battle for the golden egg because that's what Jack Crystal said you always have to say. You never say Egg Bowl. So I'm taking cues from my old good friend Jack Crystal. Because he said the Egg Bowl was named by the Clarion Ledger, an Ole Miss rag. And I'm just saying what Jack said, okay? I'm not saying that. I'm not saying they're an Ole Miss rag. I'm, just, I'm not saying they're a poor newspaper at this moment. Do they still publish? I don't know. I hadn't read uh, one in, like, years. Seriously, I have no, uh, no idea. I don't 
follow any of their riders? I have no idea. Do they still are they still in the Mississippi? I can't tell you the last time I picked up a non-local paper. Yeah, the small papers like the Winston County Journal, the Startwell Daily, places like that. Yes, I frequent. I am not a person that dislikes the newspaper industry. I don't remember the last time I looked at the USA Today. No, that used to be kind of a a go-to, kind of a. Now, it was a little bit light reading. It wasn't hard hitting, but you know they used to have some decent news. Get the sports section. Well, in yeah. the old days, it was thick enough they had to leave it outside the door of the hotel. Now they can it's so thin slide they slide it, it under. under the door. Yeah. All right. So Thursday night, we'll get into this later in the week. We'll have our regular show instead of the Friday deep dig. I guess that'll be on Wednesday, and then we'll have Friday coffee if I can find somewhere to do it. I was uh, thinking maybe on our regular show this week, we just as a show of goodwill, maybe have on some Ole Miss guys. Maybe we could round up John Forcade, maybe Deuce Dick McAllister, Pace. Dick, Dick Pace. How about no? <laughs> how, how about how about no? I just figured the fan base would like to hear the, the opponent's perspective. No, 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 not on our show. And so, Charlie, hey, there really ain't a whole lot left to say uh, other than I'm going to basketball. This is not the first time I've done this. You know, I used to do this a lot. People say, man, I can't believe you missed an Ole Miss game. And I can't believe you're missing Thanksgiving with your family. Man, I remember back in 2000, we were in Albuquerque, New Mexico with women's basketball. That was a game I'm glad I missed, the 2000 game up there. That's when they had the throwback pass. And then in 2001, I watched Kevin Fant and Ray Ray Bivens and that whole game there from a hotel in Ames, Iowa. And then in 2000, man, I've missed a bunch of them, to be honest with you. 2007? I was sitting at Press Row in Anaheim, California. John Cade, who used to work with the website at Mississippi State, John Cade gave me a feed and created an online link that I could click in and watch the Jumbotron feed from Press Row in Anaheim in 2007. I watched the Derek Pegues punt return from – that was the famous day we played Southern Illinois, the infamous day that Charles Rhodes asked Ben Hansbrough, where in Missouri with Southern Illinois. <laughs> And then then in 2009, we were in South Padre, Texas. Me, Greg Ellis, and Richard Aikens were walking the beaches of South Padre. They had a red tide, and all the fish had washed up on the the beach. It was nasty. And, yeah, well, I've had several of these. 2014, we were in Corpus Christi. Just, yeah, I've missed a bunch of these. I've missed several. I was in somewhere in Mexico. I forget where. What's the place on the Gulf side? No, it's Cancun. Cancun, yes. We were at the Hard Rock Resort there, so I did that. Uh, I think I was in Las Vegas once or twice. We were down in Naples, Florida once. Seems like we were in San Juan once. I was not a big fan of road trips on Thanksgiving, but coaches, basketball coaches certainly are. One of the reasons that I think road trips are a good thing for basketball teams, you just kind of get to know each other better. Yeah, you do. You got to get up. You got to go eat the hotel conference room breakfast. You got to meet and go over the scout. There's some value to getting away. We went Thanksgiving one year. It was 2012. It was Rick Ray's first year. We had played Arkansas on a Saturday, Saturday night. Jim Ellis and I got up on Sunday morning, got the first flight out of the GTR, flew to Maui, played North Carolina on Monday, Marquette on Tuesday, Texas on Wednesday. Got the red eye out of Maui coming back, and we all ate Thanksgiving lunch at the Douglasville, Georgia McDonald's because that was the only thing open. Those are the those are the road trips that you always have memories from. You know what I'm saying? I have a memory from that road trip because I was actually on vacation in Las Vegas that day we were playing North Carolina. And although I'm not a betting man, generally speaking, the halftime line on that game was 11. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. And my thought was, 
who knows how this thing ends. But if you were going to bet, you know Roy Williams isn't calling off the dogs in the first half. No. That was the game I think Rick, Ray, Rick like came into the locker room at halftime and asked if we wanted to get Roy Williams and James Michael McAdoo just to come to our locker room and to sign all the autographs like, because that's how we were playing them. <laughs> <laughs> and so, that's pretty good. That, that was also the game that, that Gavin Gavin was a freshman, Gavin Ware, and we were ye- wearing those yellow shoes. Adidas had given us some yellow shoes, all right? And Gavin was sitting on the end of the bench, and Rick yells down and says, Gavin, get ready to go back in. And Gavin's got his left shoe off. Richard Aikens says, Gavin, why have you got the shoe off? And he says, my feet hurt. He says, son, this is North Carolina. This ain't New Hope. <laughs> and because, you know, he was a freshman from Starkville. So, yeah, it was a good, that was a good trip. And uh, a ton of folks got food poisoning. Man, it was just a trip to Maui. That was awesome place, but my goodness. But we flew back in here. And uh, that was the year in 2012. That was the Feed Moncrief game. So I wish we'd have all got food poisoned and hadn't, didn't have the chance to watch that. You know, I made Vic Schaefer mad on our trip to uh, Hawaii. Glad for that. Yeah, so we landed in Atlanta, and I sprint off the plane to the airline counter to see what was available for upgrades to first class. And they and keep in mind, this was a nine-hour flight to Hawaii. And they said, we have one left. We'll give it to you for 100 bucks. I'll take it. It's like, you got a deal. And this wasn't just like the big chair first class. This was the lay down flat, sleep, have all the room, your own TV, everything. And so the guy right behind me in line was Vic Schaefer. And I guess I'm walking off, I hear this, you know, little story about being the head coach. I'm like, sorry, brother. This commercial <laughs> flight. This isn't this isn't a charter, brother. Yeah, we're, we're, you're not you're not paying for this one. <laughs> so anyway. Hey Charlie, really not a whole lot to say today. And other than, other than, if that would have cost a lot more money for that first class upgrade. I would have needed to see my friends at Bank First. Bank First, better way to bank. They got locations throughout Mississippi and Alabama. If you need that first class upgrade on that flight to, where were you going? Honolulu. Honolulu, okay. With Crowder, was Crowder on that trip? Oh, yeah. Really? Did he surf? Not on a board. (laughs) One of those boogie boards? (laughs) Hey, bank first. If you're in the market for mortgage, mortgage refinance, if you're looking for a commercial loan, go see our fine friends at Bank First. Sorry, folks, not a whole lot to talk about this morning. I got to ask you one thing. Sure, I'm going to say something, and I want you to tell me that I'm wrong. I'll, I could do that very easily because we were on the post game show last night, yesterday afternoon, whatever it was, and Matt Wyatt says, "I'm telling you, boys, this basketball team of ours is really, really good." And I, I disagree with him. What? Yep. I think we have the potential to be really, really yeah, good. Yeah, I think so. I agree with that. We're not there yet, man. And I think what is getting people – and this isn't a knock on them. Basically, if anything, I'm like sticking up for Ben Howland, not not being critical. I think people have the view, because the individual parts of this basketball team are so good, that we are already good. And I think we've got a ways to go. Yeah, when Tolo gets back, you, know, you saw Rocket Watts the other night for the first time. and I mean, there's going to be an acclimation period, and these guys are going to have to work together and play together. And, you know, Moorhead State later today. Moorhead State sometimes is pretty good, and so I don't know how we'll play today. And then we'll get a good test on Thursday against Louisville. You know, Louisville's okay. Did you see they had to make a three at, to beat Montana? Did they really? Wow. No, 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 no. Detroit. It was Detroit. 
three to beat Detroit. Yeah, last night. I thought that was Detroit zero and four. By the way, yeah, their guard play is pretty good. They lost some games early against Wyoming. They must not have played well. Must have gotten the altitude out there and not played well at all. They got good guard play. I really like the Davis guy. I like it when he passes the ball. Yeah, he likes think, to shoot a lot. I think back at the – you'd have to censor the story, but Jack Crystal down at LSU. <laughs> Man, I t- yeah, I don't I don't know how to censor that story. I really don't know. Give up the ball, you little ball hog. <laughs> two kids are out there. You know, they're playing. They're basically playing two-on-two two before the game. And no, it was, it was five on five. Was it five on five? It was the ball boys, and the kid was probably like 12. And so, yeah, he told the kid to give up. <laughs> just screams the kid past the ball. Give up give up the ball. Ball hog. <laughs> the kid's twelve. Looks at him like, who's this old guy? <laughs> it was fantastic. That was the night that uh we won late. That was the last time Robert Jackson ever played at Mississippi State that night. He went to Marquette, right? I think so. Sure did. All right. We played Marquette in Maui. There's the title of that story. Sorry. Anyway, all right, hey. Uh, appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Once again, thanks to our great sponsors. Sunday Coffee, Strange Brew Coffee House. We're in the Farm Bureau Studios here in Startwell. And then, of course, Tracks Plus, our numbers on our Friday Deep Dig. Bank First, a better way to bank. Our great friends, Moke Griffin, Marcus Mallory, all those great guys and great bankers throughout Mississippi and Alabama at Bank First. And then Beef, it's what's for dinner, brought to you by the Mississippi Beef Council. Mississippi Beef Farmers and their checkoff. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us here on Sunday Coffee.